You are listening to the Pork Pals Podcast with Peter, Donna Marie and Maeve. Let's go fishing for gossip, people. Hi, everybody, and welcome to this week's episode of the Pork Pals Podcast. How is everyone this week? Hola, doing great this week. Donna, how are you? I'm okay, I'm okay. I apologise if I sound a bit shit. I think I'm coming down with something. Kids are back in school. They're bringing home their fucking heebie-jeebies. So I feel a bit shit today, but we'll get on with it. Let's do it. That's okay, pal. That's 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 allowed. So... I actually, sorry, just before we begin, I have a public uh, service announcement. I joined the Lantern Club. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my God. And it's actually working. It's now... What time is it? It's 10 to 7. Oh, well, it's 10 to 7 and I've drank all my water up to 7 o'clock, so. Remember the first time we saw that Chris walking around Summer House with that? We were like, what the fuck? And then I seen it in pennies. Seriously, and now everyone, bar me, is a member of the Lantern Club. Yeah. Like, I mean, for fuck's sake. You could be employed if there was a power outage. Between the two of you, you'd absolutely light up the whole of leash with them fucking things. And we have in Penny's pal that's a light blue and a dark blue. It's like the Dublin colours. Get yourself yeah, in. No, yeah. Yeah. Do you know what? I don't care. You can have it. We also have pumpkin lanterns that work as lights and heaters. That's why we bought them. Huh? Yeah. So there you go. We're in full autumn mode here at the Power Pals podcast. Now, why? I want to see them. We, you remember we got them the white ones with the gold tops and we convinced ourselves that they'd be a lighter and a heater. Oh yeah, no. Listen, I you, the two of you have bought these things. Here. I didn't Let's can we just can we just clarify for the listener here, please? Can we just clarify something? These two idiots, these two idiots went online last. I'm gonna say September, coming into autumn, seeing these. They're they're fucking pumpkin shaped candle uh, tea light holders, and that you can put the oil, the the melts in the top. And wax melt burners. Wax melt burners. And they fucking spent an absolute fortune on them because they thought they were going to heat the room. I did not. That was Maeve. Yeah, oh, was Maeve. Oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. I knew what it was. I knew it was a wax melt burner. And the reason it cost so much money is because it was just beautiful. And it Don was Marie in Bourne, the- I walked into your house. That thing was sitting in the middle of the fireplace. And you said, that's my heat for the winter. I don't need to put on any heat. <laughs> I was sitting there with a bag of tea lights <laughs> saying, no, I'm good to go. I'm good to go now for the winter. Fuck you and I your electricity prices. I was messing with you. Here's all. Listen, I had to turn the fucking heating back on yesterday. Was it yesterday? Yeah, I was frozen. It's ready. It's time. I'm time trying to resist time. to hang on to them low, low electricity bills. But I think it's... Maeve is starting to seriously object first thing in the morning, so... Yeah, Elsa doesn't like being frozen. She usually does the freezing, so... Yeah. Yeah. The duvet is back on the bed. The fucking winter pyjamas are back out. Uh, My rads are roaring hot again. Oh, we had our first... We had our first orange llama appearance the other night. And for anyone who doesn't know... The orange llama fleece pajamas were available were available in a certain uh, establishment last winter, and they proved very popular during the cold months. Let's move on. <laughs> below deck sailing, yeah, or below deck uh, down under. We're done. We're Season done. done in record time. Season over, and do you know what? I think because it went in so quickly, 
it was only today when I was watching it and I kind of sat back and thought about the whole season. I was like, fuck me, man. What a season. Like it was a roller coaster. A hundred percent. So much happened. If we go back to near the start when we had the whole Luca Margot thing and obviously um ugh, remind me of her name. Laura, Laura. Sorry, Laura. And all that incident. So much has happened even since. That seems like it was an eternity ago that that yeah. happened, even though we've been watching double episodes all the way through without a break. Mm. Watching this week's episode, like I 110% felt a little bit sorry for Culver. I did, did you? Yeah, and he didn't know what to do. So he changed his t shirt and all. Oh, God. The listener can't see what I'm doing. But I'm actually playing the world's smallest violin for Culver Bradbury. Ah, stop. That was horrible what she did. She could have just said to him, I don't want to be with you. Let's enjoy our last night out. And then did what she did. And then she lied to him and went off with him and then lied to him again. Okay. Right. Here's my take on this. Okay. Jamie, absolute bitch. No question about it. Look, she did him dirty. There's no, there's no arguments here. She said out. As soon as she decided that she fancied Luca, she set out to make that kiss happen. And in the moment, then she just went, "Oh shit, no, maybe not." You know, this isn't this isn't the best idea in the world. And then she feigned ignorance with the whole "I don't remember." It's amazing how the members of remember. the yachting community are the only people in the world that fail to remember absolutely anything they do wrong. Everybody else remembers. Everybody else gets up with the fear and goes, shit, did I do something? And then, oh, it's all coming back to me. They walk into rooms and go, did I? Did I really? They're all fucking sociopaths. <laughs> they're seriously, they're all fucking sociopaths. They're standing there. Oh, my God, did I do that? Uh, yeah, fucking sure you did. She totally remembers. Of 100% she did. she did. 100% she did. Because she didn't even she didn't even ask about it. Like if you genuinely didn't remember something, your first thought would be, How the fuck did that happen? Like what was going on? You know, where were we? Yeah. Did anyone see us? You'd have questions. She had zero questions. She was just like, Oh shit, I'm caught. Yeah. That was her reaction. Like, you don't have to be fucking Columbo to get to the bottom of that one. I did. I felt sorry for him. It was like you could see he was really hot, like. I think in his his marrying whore, like. What kind of Muppet was his mother, though? (laughs) Telling him to stay with her. Like, that was my son. And he said to me, oh, I'm like, oh, get the fuck off. Tell her to fuck off. Get home. That's what I was saying. I was like, Like, if fucking one of mine rang me up and said she was after doing that, they might swim across the fucking Irish sea and punch the head off. Could you imagine? You ringing fucking Janet and saying, Ma, fucking Ken was kissing somebody else last night. Well, Donnie, you know, you put a lot into this. You should hang around. You'd be told. Get him out of that house. Yeah. My ma be up with a baseball bat. 100%. Yeah. She'd be, Come on, we'll kill him. And we'll As with most that. mothers. Like, uh, that reaction was just incredible. It was just, yeah. when you put a lot in, do you know what it is? Do you know what it is? She's, if you think about it. She's sick of being stuck with him. She wants, rid of she wants it all. She doesn't care. Look, listen, go. Go be with that cheating bimbo. You know, <laughs> you, she look good in your arm. She might shag around behind your back, but hey, son, you'll be out from under my house. <laughs> she's sick of it. 
Poor woman wants to retire from chefing, but she can't. She has to fucking, she has to feed the, the fucking uh, velociraptor who keeps coming home every eight to ten weeks, eating <laughs> her out of house now. Ah, look, here's my take on the Culver side of things. You don't like them. <laughs> Listen, I don't like him. I don't like him. I don't like seeing people getting cheated on. And I have to say, Luca, you know, you've gone down a little pal, and you don't walk in, oh sorry, bro. Sorry for what I did. Well, what do you want me? What do you want me to do? Fucking rip me flute out and we'll have a little jer- circle jerk over her. Fuck off. He was he lucky he didn't get the nose boxed off him. Because <laughs> I wouldn't care. He, I would have absolutely lumped him out of it in that moment if that was me. He'd have got a straightener, pure and simple. At least he didn't didn't just fucking skulk out of the place. Like I would have done that. I would have been like, "Fuck that, I'm gone." <laughs> but the whole Culver thing. Look, read the fucking room, buddy. If you can't see what's going on in front of your eyes, well, look, you know. He was too busy yeah. dancing and is doing his um fucking wrestling impressions by the water in the air. Look, I don't like him. The chap is a clown. I don't like the fact that he got cheated on. I think he should have saw it coming. And if he had any balls, he would have fucking, he would have said something to Luca. So he didn't even react to Luca. Like, I don't care if you're on camera. At least go, get the fuck out. I don't want to see it. You know, you fucking prick. He didn't even have the balls to say that. For fuck's sake. He's just, nah, he's just a fucking spineless idiot. I don't. And then, and then forgiving her. Well, it's not really that bad. And takes her his arm around her, goes off the boat. Oh yeah, my. what a fucking sap! I wonder will he put something out on socials telling us what happened next? Like, oh, that'd be great. Put something out on socials. I'd like to know what happened next to them. Well, but, well, judging by Jamie's fucking thing, nothing. But I wonder did Olaf come? <laughs> <laughs> Listen, Olaf can't live in the fucking med. He'd melt. His carrot would be sitting in the middle of the deck. Fucking all. You had a better chance of the snowman fucking hiring Culver and his board than you had that lad fucking giving them a job. Would you stop? I'd, I'd say he was probably texting one of his mates, just showing her the text here. Well, I'll get this board to the med. It'll be grand. We'll say the job didn't go well, and I'll just hang out with her then. That thing's a lunatic. Right, let's get you back in good form. What about your buddy, Joel? Well, now, here we go. This is where we're all going to disagree. This is, is where this, the dis- is this where I say I was right all along? No, no. Listen, I said this last week. The man was pushed to it. <laughs> the man was pushed to it. If you fucking treat somebody like a dog and you say, oh, no, you're not with this, you're not with that, you're not with that, eventually they're going to react. Eventually you're going to say, well, if that's what you think, why don't I just do what I want to do? Fuck you. And he just went on a bit of a mad one. And like, did he really do anything that bad? She had already called him fake. She had already said he was fake. So she wasn't going anywhere with the relationship, despite what she said. She thought he was fake. The only wrong thing Um, he did do was kiss Margot. Yeah, but the things he said and all that, like I found funny. I didn't think there was anything wrong with that. But him kissing Margot, I think that was the issue. For fuck's sake, I've kissed Ken for longer than that. Like, I mean, that's not a real fucking kiss. What I will say is, like, not listening, I'm not as big as fan, you know that, but like, I'm not going to go in on him for getting drunk like because i i know why he got drunk it's exactly what you're saying he was like you know what fuck this bitch if she wants yeah. me, if she's uh, paint me as a cunt i'm gonna be a cunt basically but um 
I just think he kind of used Margot a bit. I mean, it's not that he was into her. He just said he absolutely used her to piss Zarina off. Like, yeah. Look, there's an element. There is an element of self-sabotage here. There is an element of, okay, I'm hurt by Zarina. So rather than put myself out there again to try and mend that fence, I'm just going to yeah. burn the whole shit down. Well, sure, they ended up going back to Palma together. Yes. So you this is this is now the revelation that obviously has just come out after the show because, you know, they're not going to talk about this stuff on social um, yeah. while the show is filming. So Tell us what happened, Donna Marie. You give us the, you give us the scoop here. So basically, Zarina was on stories and she said that she went back to Palma and obviously the number one question in our DMs was, what about her friend? And she went back to Palma with Joao and her friend was there and her friend agreed to meet, but only with Zarina. She wouldn't meet with Joao. Now, Zarina doesn't say it, but she implies it. So she basically did not meet the friend because she was believing everything Joao was telling her or whatever. And then she finished it off by saying once she copped on to his gaslighting dick moves, basically, that her and her friend became besties again and Joao went on his merry way. So, so explain this bit to me. Explain, explain this bit to me. Did they go to Palma just so Zarina could make up with her friend or did they go with the intention of trying to mend fences and see if a relationship could work? She doesn't say that part. I think they just went for a few days, a bit of a holiday before they went on the next boat. Is that, I think that would be interesting to know. But you see, he, he put out a little thing as well. So I'm going to read you what he said. Because he just said, uh, what a season out of the 1% of the entire season that has been shown. Here's what I learned and what came next. Met up with some charter guests. So much fun. Went to Palma, went a little crazy. I distanced myself from people who brought out the worst in me. You'll never know how bad it is until you break away. I set boundaries, my weakest point. I surrounded myself with positive and support supportive people, life-changing. Invested in self-care and stopped feeling sorry for myself. Practice consistency. It can be challenging, but consistency is key, even if it means making some tough choices. I met a girl, I traveled the world, I got my big boat captain's license, bought land, and I am currently building my dream home, got a job in one of the newest boats in the world, employed awesome people to work with, and traveled some more. So that's what he has to say about the aftermath. One thing I'm glad to see is that like, he's recognized his behavior, however it was started, and he's actually taken the time to work on himself. Yeah, listen, what I will say is that last couple of episodes with the two of them, them two together would have been extremely fucking toxic. I think everyone can agree on that. Well, Oh, yeah, 100%. They would have been because in the back of her mind, like, I mean, look, Zarina la laid out her case last week very, very clear. She was never going to move past the fact of who he was in a previous life. She couldn't yeah. accept that he had changed even yeah. though she had seen the change for X amount of weeks. So and look, they're, her, they're her own issues, you know, that kind of thing. 
Exactly. Exactly. They're her issues. I, so look, it's never going to work if you're always going to have in the back of your mind that, you know, this person has the possibility of doing this. You're always going to be either guarded or walking on eggshells. You can't live your shit like that. That just doesn't work. And it's not going to work for him because he's going to feel it because she's always going to be pulling back a bit. So yeah. I do agree. I don't think they could ever work as a couple for that reason alone. Never mind what else might have been. And like the whole friend thing, like, you know, you lose a friend over it because, you know, let's face it, you kind of broke girl code and it wasn't like your friend just didn't like him. It was a case of, you know, your friend was with him before, felt he fucked him over and you went on and fucking did the jollies with him. So it's very different. I don't think there's much coming back from that either. I agree with you there. She broke, like, she should never have gone there. She should never have gone there in the fucking first place. And then none of us would be having these arguments and none of us would be having to deal with this shit because... I would never have gone there in the first place. If that was me and my bestie was out having a hard time with a fella, I'd be like, uh, no, bitch. But isn't it mad the way you take certain things away from a season? You never, you go back to like the start of the season and we knew that Culver was coming back before he came back. We knew. Yes. And we were so excited about that. And then we knew Joel was coming back and we were like, Ooh, I don't know, I don't like him, things like that. Whereas now it's like, Okay, I don't ever want to see Culver on Below Deck again. I'm done with that. But I wouldn't mind Joel coming back. I would not mind seeing him again. Joel forever, Culver never. Chant it out loud, people. Chant it out loud. Joel forever, Culver never. (laughs) How long have you been bleeding practicing that? No, it's a Simpsons quote. It's a a Simpsons thing. There was another thing Zarina said on her stories today. Bummer. There will be no reunion. Now, we touched on this last week, didn't yeah, we? We, we? We had an idea there wouldn't and why there wouldn't be one. Yeah, and, and I think the reason she gave, which is basically for the listener in case they haven't heard it or seen it, is that they didn't want to drag everything up for Margot. They were worried that, you know, things being, you know, yeah, emotions being brought protect up for. Her. Protect her. So I think in that vein. We can get over that. We can move past that. We can move yeah, past that. Like they brought they brought Jason and Asia on to watch what happens. Like, I mean, look. That'll have to do. You know what I mean? Asia's taking a bit of shit online today. Okay. She did a podcast and she basically gave her opinion on the go. That is Captain Lee. Oh no. Oh, she didn't. I read a headline. Oh, no, you don't criticize Lee. She basically said that he shouldn't have come back with his health the way it was. And it was better for him to go out on a high and that his ego was hurt seeing Captain Sandy coming back because she's younger. Yeah. And I think she did say as well something about if she, if Asia was going to be a chief stew on his boat, that he wouldn't have taken to her because she's so young. Mm. Now I'm paraphrasing there. That was the headline. Though. But that makes sense because Fraser's young. Yeah, she went. She went in on him a little bit, and she's she's taken a bit of shit now today for it because it's like we all love Asia, but we love fucking Captain Lee. 
Well, now my no. love for Lee, my love for Lee runs far deeper than it does yeah. for fucking Asia. Because she just like, basically said that you know he should never have came back on last season because his health was in the fucking toilet, you know that kind of way, and he shouldn't he shouldn't have just he shouldn't have come and done it like, and then it must have hurt him basically when they brought in Captain Sandy to replace him because she's younger and shit like that. I think Asia should stay in her lane. Um, what business is it of hers? The man wanted to come in and finish what he started. He wanted to finish out the season. That's his prerogative. Yeah. He, the only one who suffered was him because yeah. he was struggling. And we all knew he was struggling, but he just wanted to finish it out. Yeah. Like, I love Asia, but I love Captain Lima. Yeah, I don't think that she should be talking about things like that. Because at the end of the day, you don't know what's going on. You weren't there. And mm. it's nothing to do with you. Yeah, I agree. No, no. I was like, a little bit taken aback by it today. Had I not seen the video of her on the podcast and the words actually coming out of her mouth, I wouldn't have believed it. Hmm. She doesn't normally court controversy in that way. She's normally pretty neutral about what she says. Like, even she's very diplomatic. Um, mortified for her because she has to go to Vegas now in a few weeks and come face to face with the man himself. But I do wonder is this so would this be after Below Deck Med has filmed or is it still currently filming? <laughs> no, they finished uh, doing Below Deck Med. Yeah, so I wonder did this come up? while they were filming and she's coming back with like secondhand information. Well, she's obviously just completed filming a season with with Captain Sandy and she's worked with Sandy before. She's yes. never worked with Lee. So she does have, I suppose, a friendship and definitely a relationship of some sort with Sandy. And therefore, she's leaning towards sticking up for Sandy because of, it's no secret that Sandy and Lee have gone at each other in the past. But... Yeah, stay in her lane. Say fucking up. Yeah, being like I mean, that's that's captain. Bad. That's captain's business. Like I mean, you're yeah. the furthest thing from a captain on the boat. Like I mean, yeah. the, everybody would have to die before you be put in charge of the boat. Do you know what I mean? Like I mean, unless they need somebody to clean the wheel, you know, just just stay out of there. It's nothing to do with you. Yeah. So we'll see what how that pans out. Like that, it only came out today, so we'll see if anything else comes of it. But. uh yeah, I mean, any more thoughts on the final episode? Not a whole lot. I think, like, I mean, that was the they were the sort of they were the big things. Um, not not a whole pile. It just it, it finished it finished well. Delighted to see Harry finish the season so well. Absolutely love Harry. Um, mm. just delighted for him. Thought it was nice that Jason offered Margo a job. Lovely. Which was pretty cool. I would have fucking took it. Yeah. I'd here, been gone. here, listen. I do have one thought. How much would you have given to flick your prawn into Captain Jason's mouth? <laughs> <laughs> I was sitting there today and I was like, if Jason Chambers slid into my DMs now and asked me, did I want a fucking job in the Philippines doing whatever, something I've never even done before, I'd be like, and told me I had to leave my husband and kids at home. I'd be like, okay, why do you want me? <laughs> no, he'd never do that though. 
He'd tell you to bring your kids with you. In fairness, pal, that resort is so big, you'd lose your kids in that fucking resort. They could live on the far side of the island. <laughs> Maeve, Maeve was trying to jump in there. The tip from that group was yeah, very low. Yeah, 17 grand. And then you're one. Hang on, can we just clarify something? The tips all season have been shite. The most miserable shower of bastards got on that boat. I was trying to remember, though. Were they only on board for one night or something? How many nights were they on board for? Thus, they did two nights. Two nights. They did two nights. Okay. It was a very low tip, though. It was shit. It was absolute shit. 17 grand. do you reckon Jason gave her for the dress? Two grand. What? Two grand. Two grand for a fucking dress? Nah. Did you Google that dress? No, I'm just guessing it was probably did two you, grand. Did you mess with bleeding Jason or something? I would have said 500. No, nah, I'd say two grand. That was ni- that was sewn by small Indian children. That makes it extremely expensive. <laughs> <laughs> That's a lie. That was off Sheen for fuck's sake. I saw it. <laughs> <laughs> I said your shits were 1999 on Shane, two weeks to live straight from China. <laughs> yeah, straight from fucking Wuhan. Open the bag, you get a lovely new dress and a nice dose of COVID. Happy days. <laughs> yeah. And in case anyone thinks I'm joking, Shane do have a fucking uh depot in Wuhan where they send stuff from, and that is that is true. So but yeah, yeah I, I would say too. Did I tell grand. you about getting bit by a fly? What's that? Did I tell you about getting bit by a fly? No, but I think you're about to tell us. Didn't even know you could get bit by flies in this country, right? <laughs> Sitting there the other day. And I saw I could feel this sharp sting and pain in my foot. I'm like, what the fuck? And I looked down, there was a fly sat on my sock. And it was like biting me or stinging me or whatever the fuck it was doing to me. So I whooshed it away, like, and I took off my sock and my foot was bleeding. And next of all, my fucking arm started going. The prick was on my arm, right? And I got mad paranoid because I was literally sat on the couch opening up a sheen order. And I literally thought to myself, oh, fuck, this fly is after coming out of the bag of sheen shit. And I'm now patient zero of some mad fucking new COVID shit that's happening. Shit myself. I had to text my ma. My ma was like, no, like a horse fly in Ireland can, can bite you. 100%. So yeah, he landed on the fireplace. So I got a bottle of Dettol and sprayed him in the face, and that was the end of him. That's Jeez. pretty dramatic, pal. Thinking like when you you get bit by a fly, and just because you were opening the machine box, you thought you were going to be patient zero for the next global pandemic. You know, you know, and like there's a touch of narcissism there. You know, <laughs> like I mean, it's not all about you. <laughs> I actually text me ma, and then I text Karen Bell, like, and I was like. Oh, pal, I think I might die. Like, I'm actually getting bit by something. I think it's my out of shame bag. And there's a very clear reason why Donna Marie didn't fucking text me, who she normally texts or rings with difficult things, but she didn't text me about that shit because she would have been told and laughed at and said, cop the fuck yeah. on. Me, <laughs> man, Karen will give me sympathy, whereas you wouldn't, so I'd be like, no, no, I give you logic and you hate me sometimes. I know you're fucking yeah. right, but shut the fuck up. <laughs> yeah. So that's why I didn't text you. That's why I'm telling you three days later. Yeah, there you go. But yeah, I think that was probably it for the season. Look, good season in the books. Love to see a season three. 
Um, obviously, we'd love to see Captain Jason back. Not fucking sure about fucking Asia. Um, aren't Asia back now? She's gonna be talking shit about the goat. Do you know what? I'd like to see somebody different, just to see like how they interact with Jason and just a different side to it. Because I don't get I mean, like, stale. She's cementing our place there. I mean, not only is she down under now, but she's also chief stew on um. Mania season nine. But I wonder is it is she like there from the get-go or was she brought in halfway through the season? We don't know that yet. Well, yeah, see, this mm-hmm. is the thing. We don't know, and we won't know for 12 months because yeah. this is next year's season that we're talking about. We just yeah. happen to have information on it. Um now I do have a question. How can below deck Continue to film with all these strikes, but like the likes of the Drew Barrymore show and other shows can't come back. Our reality TV is different. Yes, ah. it's not scripted. They're not scripted. involved in any way, shape, or form. Way off topic here, people. Yeah. <laughs> so I think that is a wrap on Below Deck, Down Under season two. Bring on season three. Donna's for season three. I'm for season three, Maeve. Season three. Woo. And I'm going to be Chief Stew. Hey, if you want to be Chief Stew, you have to learn how to make a bed. <laughs> and one thing's for fucking sure, you're not going to be the chef on the boat. Oh my God, no. So we're not going to tell the listener why, no. but let's just say maybe there's a lot to why? learn in the I kitchen. Have to share my fucking story. I, have to share I just, my story. I can't cook a roast chicken. I just... chicken. You can't cook chicken. No. You'll try and poison your fella. Yeah, it didn't work, unfortunately. He noticed the pink before I did, so. Yeah. There, there was, uh, for the listener, there was so much pink. Barbie looked bland by comparison. <laughs> Barbie looked like she was in that Twix ad with a break for the norm. Anyway, <laughs> let's move on to Real Housewives of New York. Now, I am officially starting a club that Aaron is a see you next Tuesday. Yeah, I'm not a fan. I seriously, I seriously dislike this this person. I said this at the very start that I did not like Sai. She's a mean girl. And I was on the fence with Erin. She could be extremely nasty or she could end up being really nice. And she turned out extremely nasty. I thought I liked her at the start because I was like, ooh, something different. Like, But no, she's just horrible. And what I hate about her is that she always has to question what somebody says and she can't mm. just take it as right. That's what they've said. Do you know sometimes, even if you know somebody might be not telling the truth or just, you just, you don't, you don't go, oh, well, you're not. You, you just let it go. You go, okay, they're obviously. You, you just let it go. Why, you, why does it matter? Why does it let that person live in the fantasy world? If you think it's a lie, well, then you think it's a lie. It doesn't matter. It's not affecting you. It's not a lie that is affecting you. I feel with her, she's putting so much time and effort into, you know, trying to bag another season that we're not actually seeing the real whore. No. 
I think she's the fakest person on the show. Yeah, so fake. By a long she, shot. Nice one minute, mean the next, privileged one minute, an absolute fucking snowflake the next. This isn't who she really is. She's not letting us see the real whore. And then she has the absolute fucking brass neck to call out the likes of Jessel. Jessel has showed us more about her and her real life this whole season. I mean, from the fertility to the sex life to her parents, everything. We have everything from we've just seen the real Jessel. I feel like we've seen the real brain, although I do feel there is still a little bit of brain that's being masked with humour. Oh, I think I, I I don't think Brynn is fake, but I do think she covers a lot with yeah. the with the with her humor and stuff like that. It's not yeah. fake. It's just it's, it's masking. An it is an armor. It's an armor. Yeah, absolutely, Maeve, a hundred percent right. It's masking her emotions so she doesn't. She has walls up, but not in a yeah. malicious way. You know, she just humors it out. Jenna Lyons opened up about something that must be so fucking hard for her to open up with, you know, her hair, her skin, her eyelashes and things like that. That shit's not easy. Telling us that, you know, telling the whole world about our mom as asparagus and things like that. That's not easy. Yet she did that. And then they accuse her of not letting them in, not sharing anything with them. Hello? Open your fucking ears. Yeah, like, I mean, what, what do you want to know? Like, I mean, she had the fucking, she had the badger out on bleeding telly the other night. Like, what the fuck more do they want from her? <laughs> I just feel like these, and, and especially when she's not as bad on her own. But fuck me, when she's with Sai, they team up together and they are just two mean girls. Oh, they're nasty. They're nasty pieces of work. Now, for all our faults, I think Sai is actually pretty genuine. She's just a fucking awful person. Like, she, I think she's genuinely authentic. I just think she's a bitch. And that's, like, you know, I'm not a huge fan, but I don't think she's been fake about it. I think this is just who she is. Yeah. Which is yeah, weird for somebody who's so much in the influencer world, who is an influencer. Who, this is her life this is how she makes her money is the gram and our fucking collabs and all that goes with it this is you don't have to be everything nice they, no. to be you, in that world yeah everything they do is for the gram that instagram insta one shit it takes over their lives and they do become you know an alter ego a ego alter yeah. ego in fairness, you can see why whore fella is a lot more, and I know I've given him a bit of shit, but look, it's just banter. Um, why he's more sort of laid back because there's only room for one ego in that house. Yeah, there's there isn't room for two strong, big, strong personalities in that home because yeah. Sai is too big. I'll be interested now to see the reunion. Like the reunion was filmed the other day, and you know, apparently there was a lot of tears and everything like that. So I'm hoping that. You know, they sit down at that reunion and they're open-minded enough watching the show and seeing themselves and their behaviour that they give the apologies that they are owed, you yes. know? Absolutely. Like, I mean, if, I... I saw that, if I saw Aaron and Sai and anyone else who deserved an apology get one, you know, then I'd be I'd go in with a clean slate for season two. I'd be like, right, second chance, let's go. 
if we do get a season two with them, I'd love to see more from Uba. I'd like to see more into her life than we have Listen, seen. I had to ask you the phone, Uba. What do we think? Overreaction. I agree. Like I love overreaction. Oh, and I and I don't like Aaron. I don't like Aaron. I don't like Soy, but it was a total overreaction. You what? misplaced your phone. She had it. They sent a joke and emoji. My reaction would have been, oh, thank God, somebody has it. Yeah. And you fucking bitch, you could have given it to me. Like, she wasn't looking for it for very long before she got it back. Yeah, I agree. It was a bit of an overreaction and, you know, very aggressive behaviour, taking her glasses off her face. I would have chucked them back off and shoved them up her arse if she did that to me, but you look. Now, I wasn't totally against the whole glasses thing. I think it was a little bit aggressive. But don't fucking stand there coming at somebody with sunglasses on in a house. Don't say, excuse me, can you take your fucking sunglasses off when you're speaking to me? Yeah, she's a very emotional person, Uba. And I, I touched her. on this last week that like I mean about her taking her time out because I felt she was mm. on the edge. I mm. think she kind of lives with her emotions brimming at the surface a lot. And it doesn't take much when you actually get in on her to really mm. set it off in a, in a negative way. And I think we're seeing probably not her best side. I have no problem with her confronting Aaron and giving Aaron shit for valid stuff. And But I do think this was a little bit... There's more to this. I don't buy for a second this is just over a phone. Yeah, look, I love her. I love her and I forgive her already. But, you know, it was the last day of the trip. They'd probably been there a week. She didn't have any personal space because she was sharing a bedroom with Jethel. So they'd probably been late nights, early mornings, fucking very little food, too much drink for a whole week. Bollocks tired, cranky. I get cranky when I'm on holidays, so I get it. Like, let's face it, you're dealing with six princesses. No matter fucking what way you cut or slice it, they all have their little intricacies. You are dealing with six very fucking privileged and princessy type of people. The fact mm. that they actually talk about oh, who got the good room and who share, I couldn't give a flying fuck what my room looks like when I go away. Does is the bed clean? Is it warm? Can I live in this space? Absolutely. Like I mean the room they're going to on holidays is better than most people's homes. Like get the fucking boat for fuck's sake. You're in paradise. How often are you going to be in your room? You shouldn't be in it at all except to sleep. Yeah, I agree with you. I don't care what my room looks like as so long as it's clean. Exactly. Yeah. Like me and Maeve went on holidays. Like how long did we spend in that room? Like literally getting dressed and sleeping. And that was it. Yeah, I think I spent like 12 hours of sleep one day. But like. I well, you do spend a lot of time <laughs> asleep. Yeah. But like, I mean, that's, you know, but you were asleep. That's it. <laughs> the rest of the time you're outside, you're in the sun, you're enjoying life. Nah, they're, they're a bit too fucking privileged and the fact that they talk then about and that that really annoyed me the whole Aaron talking to Jessel and saying you didn't have a hard life were you there like were you there when our parents got kicked out of Kenya like I mean that's pretty fucking that had to be hard like I mean, yeah. that's her story though that is part of her story like imagine somebody like I mean look at us the three of us sitting here right okay and if anyone was to look at the see, see the three of us to say three privileged cunts, like I mean, these cunts grew up like never wanting for anything at all. 
And the thing couldn't be further from the truth. Yeah. Yeah, I watched yeah. dad so much. I went out when I picked one. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. I fucking ran right into that one, listener. I ran right into that one. Yeah, Maeve will definitely be getting a spanking later on for that one. Rin <laughs> was doing the most work this episode. In what way? Running from Peter to Paul, back to Peter to Paul. Yeah, she was definitely <laughs> flitting between. She was storing some shit. She was storing a yeah. little bit of shit, was Brian. She's a little bit of a... She's a vixen, <clears throat> is probably the best way to describe her. She likes her I fun. Love her. I just don't think she can do any wrong. Yeah, she's not storing the pot. She's flirting with fucking Jenna. Love it. But like, I mean, it's all, it's all good-natured and... You know, and it's what you want. It's what you want in that show. It's great to see somebody trying to, I suppose, hold them all accountable, but without having to be like, yeah, without having to be up in their face about it. Yeah. Can we just touch on the fucking embarrassing stories? We went from Brain sticking a tampon up our fucking arsehole to Aaron's being my child cried when I was on a fucking plane. I mean, come on. My child cried on a train on a plane. Like, seriously, yeah. that's not even embarrassing. That's, that's just fucking job. annoying. That's just yeah. fucking motherhood. Yeah. Like, when my children get made a show of by their child, you know, it happens. It's not an embarrassing story. And then you have Brian talking about shoving a tampon up her arsehole because she didn't know where to put it. I mean, that's a fucking embarrassing story. Yes. Yeah. Jess will show our diddies to have a fucking Cancun. <laughs> like, I mean, that's pretty fucking embarrassing. Um... <laughs> Yeah, even Jenna's story, like Jenna's story was actually really fucking embarrassing because it was Ralph Fiennes that picked her up off oh the ground. God, yeah. Like, yeah, how mortifying story. is that? Going into, like, yeah. probably one of the swankiest establishments on the Upper East Side because half the fuckers never heard of it. Yeah. And then you have Erin, whose embarrassing story was her fucking child crying on an airplane. I thought her embarrassing story should have been... Uh, did you not see me party? <laughs> we'll see now. We'll see what happens next week. Yes. Yes. And we yeah. are. I'm really looking forward to the reunion, though. That now, must one thing I'm not knocking because it's great for our content. But when has it become a thing to show the first six minutes of every single episode? Here, I fucking live for them six minutes. Leave them alone. I love them. It's an 11 minute clip of an episode. 11 minutes. That's one quarter of the show in a clip. Yeah, I like that. I'm not going to argue with them. I like them. I'm not going to lie. I don't watch them. I, I like pull them it. up, I don't watch it. Yeah, I record them for the content and they're great, but I was just like, yeah. I thought it was going to be a once-off, but now it's every show. I, up, I, I watched one and I ended up, we were watching, uh, it was an episode of Below Deck. And I, I said, I said to Maeve, I'm going to make a cup of tea. Do you want one? And she said, oh, I'll pause this. I said, don't. I've seen the first fucking seven minutes of it. I watched him on the toilet. I agree. <laughs> anyway, right. We're going to move right along. This episode is going. The, the listener's definitely fucking struggling now. We've got toilets, <laughs> pink chicken, fucking tampons up arseholes and all sorts. Prawns being flicked. Tell you, listener, this episode has fucking everything. Absolutely everything. This may be our best episode yet. <laughs> right. Before we wrap it up, we have a few things to touch on that has happened in the universe this week. 
And can Four. we just say, can we just say for anyone out there, if you've been affected by, you know, some of the things in the media to do with celebrities and stuff recently, maybe we're, we're going to talk about, um, we're going to talk about some, you know, stuff that might be a little bit sensitive for some people um, to do with Russell Brand. So, you know, just putting a warning out there. Yeah, trigger warning. Trigger warning. But yeah, okay. We won't spend too much time on it. No. Russell Brand, there was a massive documentary that came out on Channel 4 about him, um, accusing him of all sorts. I think... For Americans who might not have known him before we did. I mean... We've known him a long, long time. A really long fucking time. And for me, you know, 20 years ago, when he was on TV and he was had that fucking horrible head of hair on him, I mean, he was always a dirtbag. He was always a sex pest on the TV. And the mainstream media glorified that about him and glorified him for that. That's all he ever talked about when he did stand up. He always said disgusting things when he was doing Big Brother, all of it. So to see it all come out now and to see him like YouTube today pulled all advertising rights off his YouTube videos so he can't make any more money. You know, I just wonder will charges follow yeah because he was even you know, in a, he prison for this he was even in a teen movie you know it was for 12s called saint trinians and that was probably yeah. in late 2000s and even in that he was horrible and that was geared towards 12 and 13 year olds to go and see this movie he's yeah. always been i mean can he now face uh, criminal charges now. Well, if 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 women come forward with um, accusations that have that can be in some way proven, like this, look, this stuff is tricky. This stuff is historical stuff is very tricky because there's a lack of physical evidence. That's the big thing. Um, but it's possible we've seen it. Like Harvey Weinstein got sent down. You know mm. what I mean? So it's possible. Well, I it all depends I on what's come out. We, we're not even, we haven't even scratched the surface. I hope like, he does, but I also strongly believe up in prison somewhere. But I also feel that mainstream media should, you know, be very careful about who they glorify. Because I, you better believe they're still glorifying people like that today. I said yeah. this. I, I I said this the other day when all this stuff came out, and you actually made that point to me in a private conversation we were having. That you know, like he was up on a pedestal. Like why all of a sudden are they tearing him down? And my point to you was very simple: he was worth money to them then. He's worth nothing to them now. And we've seen this time and again with celebrities that they have the media has protected them while it was valuable to do so. Like, yeah. when was the last time a headline celebrity who's absolutely killing it in the moment has been torn down? Never. It doesn't happen because they're at the height of their power and it's in everyone's interest to protect them. 
and keep them making money for everybody else. And as soon as they're not worth a shit, well, you know, okay, now it's time to tear the walls down. Now it's time to let loose and we'll we'll make a few last quid out of him by putting a bullet in his head and his career. Yeah. Well, look, hopefully his victims can get some justice and hopefully he just gets cancelled now and ends up in prison somewhere. I saw a headline today and I, I briefly glanced at the article. Um, it was a female comedian, somebody I'm not familiar with, but who's obviously, you know, very in, you know, the, the UK circuit. And she made the point that, um, like, you, you're only scratching the surface here. You're only, of course you are. There's, there's so much more to come. Of course you are. But sure. We get drip fed what they want us to know, you know. Exactly, this exactly. And you never get to the bottom of anything. Yeah, because wasn't no. it your man that found out about Jimmy Savile or Leak that said that there's another big person to come? He says there's a ton. He says there's a ton. He has so much information on so many people and he can't get it out there. Nobody will, touch it. Nobody will yeah. touch it. Nobody will back him up. Whereas, like, Savile was dead. Jimmy Savile was dead before they fucking put that man to the sword. I know. And everyone knew it. Everyone like knew many he was women. interfering with children. Yeah, like many others that don't get exposed until after they're dead, like. Yeah, and it's sad. It's we'll see what happens. Yeah. Right, so we'll move on. To more criminals, because uh, now we've got now we've got the Fast and the Furious going down. <laughs> Shannon Bedore, Real Housewives of Orange fucking County. Listen, I'm going to go in on this one because I have zero fucking tolerance for drunk ass drivers. No. Zero tolerance. No. I know no excuse. No excuse. No, no. Damned drunk drivers. It's not even enough that they're putting their own lives at risk. But she could have fucking killed somebody. And I really, really think that at this stage, Bravo need to sit the fuck up pay attention and have a zero tolerance policy within the network. Yeah. Bravo needs to pick up the phone, ring her and say, listen, bitch, you're you gone. either go and complete 90 days of fucking rehab or you're gone off the show. End of. No ifs or buts. No fucking, oh, well, I'll do counselling. She's come out today and said she's going to do counselling. That's not fucking enough. You're a raging alcoholic. We see it on the TV every week. And that's only a snippet of your fucking life, we see. So God knows what's going on away from the camera. You are a drunk. You are an alcoholic. Get your fucking arse to rehab or fuck off. I cannot stand drunk drivers. I hate them. And to me, that's it. I am done with Shannon Bador on my TV. Yeah. I don't want to know anymore or like see her again. To be clear, and to, like I mean, just just to just to clarify, we have nothing against people who are alcoholics, and we have all the sympathy in the world for people who are alcoholics and are struggling. But they're only usually affecting themselves and maybe the family are closest to them. It's when you start getting behind the wheel of a car and threatening the public at large and God knows who else. That's when we have a problem. That's when we start to have an issue. Like, don't get me wrong, alcoholism, it is a disease. And I do have sympathy for that. And it's, as you said, 
they affect themselves and they affect their loved ones mostly. Yes. But when you get behind the wheel of a car, you know, and you take the life of someone else's child. I can't deal with that. I no, can't. We it's... can't have any kind of sympathy for that. No. So, you know, no, I, I don't have sympathy for it. I've seen people putting out posts today like that, sympathising with her because it's a disease and shit like that. And I'm struggling to have any kind of sympathy for her because she got behind the wheel. Yes. yes the alcoholism, they... the alcoholism is the disease. The driving, yeah. the drink driving is criminal. That's a criminal act. And that's beyond that is beyond any sort of comprehension. Like we've all been drunk. We don't fucking drive. I just don't get why. I I don't know. Is it just more common in America for people to drive when they drive? But look, anybody knows I could sit down one day and have two glasses of wine, not a bother on me. And the next day I could have two glasses of wine and be fucking shit faced. Yes. It all depends on your mood. There's so many factors go into your how your like it doesn't matter what your blood alcohol level is. Your blood alcohol level is probably going to be the same all the way, but how it affects you is yeah. very different based on any number of factors. Yeah, but like and any number, like you might not have eaten that day. Your fucking hormones affect it. Everything affects how you handle one unit of alcohol and. I just don't get that. And I have no sympathy for it because I think, you know, where we're from, we we know people that have, you know, lost their lives through drunk drivers. We we do know people. So I know no, I've no sympathy for her. And I had sympathy for her yesterday. I had sympathy for her the day before when I was looking at her on my screen saying, My God, she needs help. Like she's a, she's she is a bad drunk. Like then I had sympathy for her. But the minute that story came out. Whore, and then today to see the fucking video. Yeah. I mean, it was disgusting. Around that corner on two wheels and straight into a gap. Yeah. Now look, we 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 can't in any way, shape, or form condone that that sort of carry on. But I just just a point on what you were saying about um. The, I think there's a cultural thing here, and not to like dip too far off the point. But how many times have you watched an American TV show? And I'm talking about like fictional stuff. How many times have you seen people going and drinking and once they're not falling down, they're just getting behind the wheel? Driving home. Yeah. They're driving home and this is constant. The only time somebody takes the keys off them to make a point is when they're actually falling down drunk. Well, Shannon needs to go to fucking rehab and I hope she does. I hope she does. I hope she learns from this. Well, fingers crossed. Now, whew, we've got through a lot this week, folks. We've got through a lot. We just got one more thing, one more thing. And this is a much lighter note and it's not even Bravo related. This is Peacock related. This is The Traitors. Do you want, you guys don't watch The Traitors. I fucking love The Traitors. I started watching it last year, the UK one, and I was hooked. I think I vaguely remember saying to you guys, you need to watch this. You need to watch this. It's like the future of reality TV. (laughs) And then after that, I watched the American one and the Australian one. So we have just watched season two of the Australian one and Hannah from Below Deck was on it. And did she win? No. And they are just starting filming the American one this week. So we have some people that we know on it. Are you ready for the list? Dun, dun, dun. Yeah, I'm only going to say the ones I know because I don't know some of the others. So from Bravo, we have Tamara from the 
Real Housewives of Orange County. Ooh. We have Mercedes from Shaw's of Sunset. I love that show. I don't know if you've watched that. Um, we have Angelina from Jersey Shore. Oh, that's a dangerous one. So And then lastly, we have the Hubs from oh. Summer House. Lindsay Hubs. Is the- this, sorry, Peter, is this pre, like, is this recorded, ready to go? Or is this only starting to be recorded? No, they've just, they've gone over there, like, to Scotland, because they come over here and film in the same castle that the UK one is filmed in. So I, they're only starting, like, filming today or tomorrow, like, they literally wow. just left. Oh, do you so, think yeah. bits about Carol will come out on this? Who knows? Who knows? But I'm so excited for it. I love it. It's a great show. It's a great show. Anyone who hasn't watched it, watch it. It's brilliant. Yeah, I think that's going to be really interesting with Lindsay going into that. Like, I mean, this has got to be pretty raw for her now. Yeah. Going on TV, like, literally, literally weeks after. Yeah, but she has to make that, she has to make that money because she's not going to get that payout from People Magazine now covering the wedding, you know? Yeah. Man, this is... There's, there's just some so much, there's so much crazy shit. Like, I mean, we could do a podcast probably seven days a week here. Yeah, there we go. Um, We hope you have enjoyed what has been quite a... Quite a tiring and exhilarating show. We've got through so much drama from all corners of celebrity. Um, so, yeah, we hope you enjoy the rest of your week. And, Maeve? Like, share, and follow us on Instagram, TikTok, and Twitter. And we will see you all next week. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. Bye.